Hey guys, welcome to the Rule Thirds Podcast. My name is Max. My name is Sean. And my name is Larry. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. Yeah, good day, good day. Yeah. Really? My, my day sucked, not gonna lie. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Well, what happened? Um, my stomach decided to give me the middle finger and just, like, mm. not work. Uh, yeah, weird. Yeah. It's weird when stomachs grow fingers like that, you know? Yeah, yeah I should probably get that checked. Yeah, um, definitely. Probably mm. a result of the super blood moon infecting all of our minds and making yes. us go crazy. Yes, conspiracy. Yeah. Clearly. New world order under the blood moon. Obviously. It wasn't even that... All right. I saw it for, like, go. two minutes and then some clouds came in and it was gone, so... I didn't yeah. see it at all, unfortunately, but, uh... Really? Yeah. Hey, look, <laughs> Nerd. hey, hey, you know what? Pictures, man. Pictures. Make it a wallpaper. You'll always have it right there. A bunch of my friends and I just like sat on the quad, as it's called, and just like took it all in. It was really, it was really nice. Because then, if there's ever reason to get a bunch of your friends together, just sit outside and hang out. It's the super blood move. Mm-hmm. Infecting us all with uh, stomach fingers. So, <laughs> right, okay, sure. Um, uh. So today we're going to be talking about. Um, we're actually going to be. Making a different approach to a big movie that came out. Hotel Transylvania 2 just released and be- had the biggest September opening of any movie ever. Which was very ever. surprising to me, but yeah. I mean, it's an animated movie, it's a yeah. sequel starring Adam Sandler, I mean, and like a bunch of other huge names, and also directed by one of the top leads in animation for our childhoods, at least. So I wouldn't say it's that big, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was something. And instead of reviewing the film, because. That would be logical. We're just going to talk about our favorite <laughs> animated shows. Yes, that's right, folks. We are back to three top threes. Woohoo. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I actually wanted to ask uh, you guys if you had any, like, honorable mentions you just want to throw out there. Well, like, first, we, we got to do community. We should probably do community. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a community. <laughs> wow. I've been on nice. here in a while, so I forget all these things. Nice. That, that's, that's just kind of a backhand C- Come on, response. Max. Come on. Anyway, uh, the community for the, it'll be for the Black Mass review. Uh, before I forget, remind everyone, Fantasy Movie League. Go on to FantasyMovieLeague.com. We're playing. I'm not. I keep forgetting. I'll do it this week. I uh, want again. Join the Rule of Thirds League, and we are... Uh, the password is Cinematac. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let's see. My my good friend, uh, Braxton Hudson, uh, immortalized one of my quotes that I approve of the last episode. He says, everyone's favorite film movie podcast, Sean Captiful 2015. I will own up to that quote. Because it is everyone's f- favorite film movie podcast. Yeah, o- so obviously. I mean, uh, obviously. Yeah, come on, Braxton. Jeez. And then we've got Whitley. Uh, he's starting some job training, he says. He says he does deconstruct movies a lot, uh, but he finds some more advanced analysis is a headache waiting to happen. I love that headache. Uh, I actually never get a headache, but I, I love overanalyzing uh, movies. And he says, as for Black Mass, welcome to the world of the biopic. Uh, he says that the critique is many of the problems that he had with uh, Wolf of Wall Street, which, Larry, I know you're a big fan of. So would you disagree that they have the same kind of problems? Um, no, not not really. I mean, well, it, I think you're dealing with two very different movies. Uh, yeah. So the discussion, because for those who didn't listen, our Black Mass review, we mainly were like, there wasn't, a, there was too much telling, not enough showing. And there's the I said the focus was off. Yeah, and the focus was off. I and think, biopics have that problem a lot. Right. So. I think the focus of Wall Street was spot on. I mean, personally, I just think it went on a little too long. But that that's a whole other thing. So I I think Wolf of Wall Street was great. I would have to disagree. Yeah, and he says that though Depp's performance is a return to form, he says it's not Oscar worthy. But I think he'll get a nomination. We'll see. Definitely a nomination. And he gives it a four out of five. And he says thanks for mentioning Rush. It's not my favorite biopic, but it's awesome. It is awesome, and you're welcome. I love Rush. 
And he says that he wants to see more gangster biopics about female gangsters. Where's my movie about uh, Maria Licardi? Licardi? I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry. Uh, Basically, where that movie is, is all the other movies that should have been greenlit but weren't because of female protagonists. There's your answer. (sighs) Sorry, but... That's the reality. There's like an island of misfit toys where like scripts oh, for those. Oh, that's a great idea for a short film. Scripts, scripts for like movies with female protagonists are just sitting there. And like They're we just on have the to track. island of unwanted scripts. Please make that someone. <laughs> someone out there. Do it. Uh, anyway, there's the community segment. Seth left an abridged of his previous comments. So you can go check that out. Even more abridged. So uh, you can go do that. And uh I, I didn't want to come across last podcast as ungrateful, Seth, with my novel joke. I, I, we appreciate your comments, as always, but it was long, and I decided to go for it. So anyway, there's our video uh, segment. So Max, back to you. All right, cool. So we're going to talk about our, our favorite animated television show. Now, um, <coughs> Sorry. It was actually like a long debate over like how this should work, so it's going to be anything animated. Like There's not going to be a disconnect between shows marketed towards children and shows marketed towards adults, like Simpsons and Family Guy versus... SpongeBob and the Peanuts cartoon, like anything like that. Yeah. So essentially, like it's going to be, it's really just our favorites. We're not talking about the best because mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we're just hard, talking about our favorites, not even like mm-hmm. childhood favorites, just the ones that we like. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I can still go back to all three of these shows and just enjoy them all the same. Yeah, here are the three animated shows that we have the most positive emotional response to. That's yeah. pretty much how I thought. Yep, of it. basically. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any like like? Honorable mentions, just out there. Um, sure. Um, I'm a fan of American Dad, uh, Archer, uh, Futurama Solid, Simpsons Gone Downhill, but a lot of the earlier stuff I really enjoyed. SpongeBob's a childhood classic, but not enough quite to make it. Um, I'm sure I'll remember more later, but that's pretty much all I can think of right now. Um, as far as for me, um, Last Airbender, because it's it was wonderfully made. Um Kids Next Door, because that's a childhood classic for me. Yeah. Uh, love that show. Um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which really? uh, nobody really? nobody talks about. It was wonderful. I loved that oh. show. And then Disney decided to be stupid and, and cancel it. So And then reboot it uh, as Avengers Assemble, right? Which is an, an incredibly inferior show, which annoys me. But um, you should check that out. I, you can you can find it. It's on DVD. It might be I on, think it's on Netflix, too. Oh, is it on Netflix? Okay, that's cool. So please go watch it. And lastly, another underrated one that nobody really talks about, Clone High, uh, which I really yeah, enjoy. Yeah, like, my roommate talks about that. Yeah, um, you know, Lord and Miller, before they yeah. started making these big movies, you started with this really strange but also really fun uh, cartoon series called Clone High. I'm not going to tell you the concept behind it. I just want you to watch it if you haven't yet and just see what you think about it. It should be a fun experience for everyone. Uh, so yeah, those are my uh, honorable mentions. Cool. You know, I should probably uh, say Attack on Titan for the anime crowd. Oh, I Cowboy really, Bebop really too. Like... Cowboy Bebop. That's my favorite anime. Yeah, I like Great. one anime and that's Great Attack stuff. on Titan. So there you go. Wow. Don't even um, like Cowboy I'll Bebop. Like, that's yeah. a problem. I'll just go through like Impossible. It was always uh, one, one nice. of my favorites. Nice. nice. Easily one of my like one of my favorite art styles ever, and then also uh, Dexter's Lab, and um, honestly, like anything from the Cartoon Network block. And Cartoon Network, I was a Cartoon Network kid growing up, absolutely. Like without, oh, and Fairly Odd Parents too. Uh, that stuff is great. Max, Max, can, are you a CN kid? Huh. I are guess. I mean, kid? I would watch Cartoon Cartoon Fridays every single week. Like nice. that would that would be. Hard. I would even watch it when it became Fridays, which is generic, like weird block with two hosts that did not know what they were talking about. Like, it, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just all about the Cartoon Network and the Fairly Odd Threads. 
And oh wow, that's really it. Hmm. Oh, and and Batman Beyond, freaking yes, uh, yes, that and Superman and all that stuff. Anyway, mm. so let's get right into it. So let's go with Larry. Let's start with your number three, Larry. My number three. Well, Max, you just brought up the Cartoon Network block. And uh, that's a pretty good segue for mine because um, this is one of my dear childhood shows for me. And uh, I recently binged the entire series again, and it still, in my opinion, holds up. This is Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, I was actually kind of seeing this coming. Yeah, it's it's a one... Okay, there are so many reasons to love Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. But the main reason, I think it's just... It's just such a fun cartoon to watch. Is that it's it, the creativity of this show is nuts. I mean, you're you're you're. I mean, the concept is brilliant to start off. It's it's a home for imaginary friends. So you can basically just create any creature you want, shove them in there, and it works. And Craig McCracken is a genius. He is the creator of Foster's Home, also the creator of Powerpuff Girls. For those of you who have uh, seen that show. And uh, the art style is just so colorful, and it's so detailed, and uh, all the characters just have their own interesting quirks to them that make them all so lovable. And, you know, it, it, occasionally episodes do lose a little bit of the comedic edge, uh, but the, the episodes that hit really, really hit. It, it's just some of the best laughs and some of the most memorable laughs I can recall uh, from any cartoon television show, really. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I'll say, like... I'll say Foster's like was the last Cartoon Network of like my era of watching the block of just watching the the, the channel. It was like I don't know. It was a great send off for me just to see like this really clever concept actually be completely realized and used to its fullest extent. Yeah, I mean, I just I never saw the show, but I I know yeah. of it. It was on during you know when I would be kind of watching like probably SpongeBob. I'd see like an ad for it or whatever. Um, uh, that does not make any sense, Sean, because Foster's been Cartoon Network. Spongebob okay. was on Nickelodeon. Whatever. I saw ads for it, and it is a brilliant concept. On Nickelodeon? Oh, yes. It's such a... Okay. Sure. I think, I think I I've had, seen some CN had, okay. ads. Basically, I didn't have cable, uh, but we would get it for small bursts of time. And so I would have flipped through Cartoon Network, and that must have been when I saw it. But it was basically to watch Spongebob is when, uh, what I did with, ca- with the cable when I was little. Um, and so that's why I'm associating it with Spongebob there. But it is a very good concept, and I, I'm... I'm sure it's good. It seems and oh. people really like it, but I haven't seen it. So oh, it's Never great. Really if give you, my two cents. Yeah. If you ever Foster's get the great time, stuff. yeah. If you ever get the time, it's oh, there's so many great childhood memories. And if and I, it's may, really sincere too. Like yeah. It's, oh, it, absolutely. It's got a heart. Yeah. It's it's got a lot of very nice sincere moments. The friendship between Blue and Mac is one of my all time favorite cartoon duos. Uh, it's just so much fun to watch them interact. But uh, if I might just say one more comment, it's hot in Tope. Pika. <laughs> I remember that episode. That's I, one of the most memorable back. cartoon moments I know. Is that just that just that time when Blue is sitting and just watching the news? It's it's wonderful. For those who get the reference, brava. But that's my number three. Foster's Home for nice. Imaginary Friends. John, give us your number three. Well, my number three. Um, uh, you can't see me adjusting my glasses. It's a little obscure. Uh, you probably haven't heard of it. You've probably heard of the book series. But a lesser-known PBS animated show called Oh my Red god, Wall. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. John, what? is this based on a really big book series? Yeah. Is it based, is it like, oh my god, I think I know what it is, and my friends were just talking about it the other night. Redwall? It's Wall? incredible. Yep, that's Yay! the one. Other people have seen Redwall. So for those who don't know, uh, there's this massive fantasy book series for eh, kids, older kids, uh, by Brian Jakes, um, called Redwall, and it's this huge saga 
Um, some are connected, some aren't. It's just this sprawling world where it's all woodland creatures. And so it's mice, it's hares, it's otters. And then the bad guys are the rats, the stoats, the weasels. There's some owls and they're like pretty much the monsters of the world. They're massive. They kill everyone. It's this really creative world. And PBS aired a Canadian TV show uh, for three seasons. It didn't last that long. Um, but it covered three of the books, Redwall, uh, Madame Mayo, which is a direct sequel, and then Martin the Warrior, which is a prequel. And this was like the show I would watch weekly when I was little. This is the first show I have memory of actually watching regularly. It was on every Sunday. And I distinctly remember still when my mom pointed out to me in the newspaper, hey, Sean, here's this show. And it was this little write-up about this mouse and fighting off this uh, Clooney the Scourge, which is an awesome name for the villain. And I was super excited and I watched it and I watched it regularly through all three seasons. And I think it's like the first show I ever did that. And so it's just this wonderful adventure show. Nice, clean animation. It's not super impressive, but it looks really good. Voice acting is actually really good for you know how bad it could have been. Um, but it's it's just a really fun, warm show. There's the danger, there's the villains, but it's based off kids' books. And so while it does get dark... It has a really charming world. And Brian Jakes would go on for pages about describing food. And the show would take time to show these feasts. You know, like a third of the episode would just be a feast that the characters are having. And it's just wonderful. And so this is the one that's on the list because it's nostalgia. It's a childhood favorite. It has memorable characters, a very unique world. And it just it just worked really well. It was a really smart adaptation and done very well. So, nice. um, yeah, that's Redwall. But I'm going to pull a Sean and say I have not watched this show. Mm, I didn't and think so. And I've actually have not even heard the series until you told me about it, like over the summer. Yeah, I think so, I did mention this to you. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like, I'm not really. I have nothing to say on this matter. I. I not only have I never heard of this show, I have never heard of this book series. Man, you guys, it's a huge book series. Is actually. it really? It is. It's I've like never heard three books. Of it. Yeah, and like they, they span like e like yeah a lot. Millennia. Like the earliest book. Uh, Lord Brocktree and the latest, which is the Rogue Crew, are just ridiculously far apart. And you can trace history. Like, in one book, they'll be talking about this legend. And then a book, like, 10 years, he wrote 10 years later, will have that legend. It's really impressive. It's really impressive. It sounds huh. fascinating from what yeah, I hear. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, it used to be on Netflix. It's now gone. Oh, I think wow. it's only on nice. Amazon Prime. So if you oh, have Amazon sweet. Prime, All right, I got Amazon stream Prime. It. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Amazon Prime. So go check it out. It's a no one really knows about it. It seems, but it's it's a very good show, very hmm. good show. All right, cool. So my number three is actually like something that I I so respect so much, and it actually it's the culmination of a lot of hard work. And maybe in the in in the age of movie making that we're in right now, maybe it's not too much of a surprise that you'd see this on a list like this, especially from somebody so engrossed in this world. But I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say Justice League as my number three. Uh, and that nice. includes Justice League Unlimited, which was like just a title change. And not it, actually yeah, it's the same show. It's basically yeah. the same show. Justice League is a show that was never afraid to take its audience seriously. It was always about something like it, how its dialogue was portrayed, how its action was. It was never like – it. maybe Unlimited was a little bit more like this. But the original two seasons were so very focused on telling legitimately great stories that anybody could enjoy. I watched I, – I've been through it a few years ago and I was so surprised that honestly like it was so just like – I could have – like this series could have been made for like college students and kids would still love it. And like it's – you know, it has – you know, has incredible art, fantastic voice acting that is actually kind of famous because uh, they had 
the voice actors actually all in the same place recording at the same time so they could get oh, the wow. most authentic reactions. Yeah. More shows should do that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, really. That's kind it of kind of the... makes all the other shows look not as like authentic. Yeah, yeah that sounds like the best way to get like, yeah. the real reactions going. It's like the best table read ever. So like and effectively like we have great villains and we and we have storylines that like are actually like serious. Like one of the episodes involves um these like you know a lot of the heroes go into this alternate universe where they find the justice society if i'm not mistaken and it's like really sad because then you find out they're all dead like they're all dead already and like this is like just kind of somebody living in the past and like it's a very tragic story like i could go into details but basically all of it is like incredibly maybe i don't know if ambitious is the right word but most certainly like top tier stuff the culmination of Batman, Superman, Batman Beyond, and etc. basically led to this unbelievably awesome show that I think is still available for streaming on Netflix. And it is. Totally it's on available. Amazon Prime, and, too. And, 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 and. I think. The greatest opening of any television okay, okay, show. Okay, we're going to talk seen. about it. No, yeah, no, I'm we're sorry. not going to talk about the show. I don't I'm care sorry. what you Look, think. Max, here's our talk. I don't here. care <laughs> what you think. This show, here's the thing. I've started the show. I've seen like six episodes just at the very beginning. And it's it's okay. It's obviously right at the beginning. Like I see some really good stuff there, but it's a little clumsy, a little awkward at spot. So I get that it's going to get better. So it has it's, promise. I'm I would not say it starts say... off strong from the beginning. That's that's the mm. thing with all of my picks is that they mm. all start off really strong and they end strong. Then I would disagree because I don't think this this is a very strong opening. It's it's fine. I was enjoying myself, but anyway, what I will say is that the the opening um, is really out like did not age well at all. I don't like. I think if you had like more details on the characters, then yes. But because they're so stylized, it's not. You know, it's kind of the stylized kind of looks by. like a a bad PS one game. And the no, I would say a bad PS two game. But I would also say that like <laughs> the music is incredible. I still don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't care, ladies and gentlemen. Don't next know. episode, the theme. next episode, three top three favorite <laughs> show openings. I would Ooh, totally put fun. it number one. I don't care. Like honestly, uh, fan made shows or otherwise, it's it's got it's like whenever I. Would, watch it and hear it it would be like this is something you have to sit down and watch this demanded your attention yeah, the theme song this is has something weight, important man. that you should be watching right now yeah the theme has weight it's good but it just, it's just outdated it's okay for it to not age well because it, it jumped into cgi well, but it's still great okay it's like saying like a chocolate sundae may not always be like great after it melts a bit but it still tastes delicious well I mean, chocolate really, is is terrible fine, so. it age well but it's still awesome jeez uh, anyway, thanks, Larry, number thanks, two. Thank you, Max Food Analogy Mariner. Thank you for oh, yeah. that wonderful Sunday analogy. Um, Max, you're just giving me the segues today because, you know, there is one specific member of the Justice League who is my favorite superhero of all time. And that. The Flash, right? No. No. <laughs> Green Lantern, right? It's Batman. Although not, not that specific Batman. I'm talking about. Batman the animated series which is my number two uh and for just a variety of reasons but the main reason is that you know Max as you said Justice League takes its audience seriously right Batman probably does it more so in in ways that like quite honestly are incredible the fact that they got away with some of the storylines that uh, Batman the animated series tackles uh, especially later on in the series, blows my mind. Like, sort of in the way that, like, Animaniacs got away with some of the humor it did back during that time. Oh, that's Same, another good number mention. Yes, that's Maniacs. another great uh, show. Same company, too, Warner Brothers. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yep. just, oh, my God, where did it even start? The art style is beautiful. The dark, 
uh, tone that just encapsulates the entire series is incredibly just it sucks you in you're immediately captivated by just everything that you see throughout this show the the main hero batman his rogues gallery the classic classic rogues gallery where do we even begin really batman the animated series was where a lot of these villains got you know you can see the movies but at least in television this was really the first time we saw a lot of these villains uh joker riddler poison ivy even some ones that not many people know about like killer croc uh or the mad hatter clayface him too wonderful villain especially in the batman which is which is a, a show that is also underrated that was a later one but that's a different one um the Batman animated series, so many episodes stick in my mind so clearly. The Joker the Christmas special, uh, the introduction to the Riddler with the maze. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Lo- uh, that's a quote from the episode that has stuck with me ever since I was like seven. It's a wonderful episode. Poison Ivy's introduction with the uh, crazy killer plant and Harvey Dent. Um, it's just these Scarecrow. are scare. Well, that was one stick as clearly, but it is it is a great uh, episode also. Uh, it's just these are memorable villains with in-depth storylines that have character. Their identities are not just there because they need to have an identity. They're characters that get that get formed along with Batman. Uh, and, yeah, you, you know, know, I'll say this, Larry. I'll say this. Like people always talk about how great the Batman villains are established in the animated series, but nobody ever talks about how great the Batman is himself. Yes, he's actually uh, like exactly. human. He's not like I can do everything and more. He's actually like. He he stumbles and he falls and he's like he he learns from it. He actually develops more, more so than most of the movies I've seen. Yeah, and especially when Robin uh, becomes a, a be, you know starts to become a much bigger character and their dynamic yeah. continues to develop. It's just such a this, this is in my opinion Batman the animated series will will is and forever will be the quintessential Batman show. It just it, hits. it also features the best Joker and the best Batman. Got so far. Mm. No. Nope. Um, mm. Well. Best Joker. I, uh, sorry, Mark Hamill takes it. I'm sorry, yes, he takes I it. Will, I will give you that. Best Batman is debatable. We can discuss that for. No, no, give it um, go. No, no, no. No, but we're all. But yeah, but we also have to consider the other Batman shows, like Batman Beyond, which also has a fantastic Batman, also. Um, oh, okay. Well, you know, Batman. Um, fine, but, the best Bruce Wayne. Batman. Fine, the best Bruce Wayne, definitely. It's just like, I love <laughs> Wait, how, Sean, like, Sean, wait, you haven't. You barely said anything. You like Batman. Why don't you talk about this? I've never seen the show. Really? It's, it's on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's on Prime. Yeah. I don't have Prime. Oh, you don't have oh. Prime? I'm 98% of people that have streaming. I don't have Prime. <laughs> oh. Oh, well. Oh. Sorry. Netflix is the, is the bigger you. one. It's a safer It is. Bet. It is definitely the bigger one. I will give you that. Yeah. But uh, Actually, I have a fun fact. Um, did you know? The Batman the Animated Series was by Warner Brothers, but it actually debuted on Fox. Huh. Yeah. yeah that's it weird. was on Fox weeknights, actually. It was like... You could see an episode every weeknight. It was really cool. Now we know. Also, another interesting fact, the introduction sequence to Batman the Animated Series was actually what their pitch was. Yeah, I, uh, I remember the watching studio. the pitch, yeah. Uh, and it's a wonderful pitch, and it's a wonderful introduction with one of the best, like, standing on a, on like a, 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 a rooftop, rain, you know, thunder crackle kind of openings you could have ever asked for. Yeah. Uh, theme song is also, it's the best rendition of the Batman theme, without question. Uh, even even with even Tim Burton, you know, with his orchestral stylings, I still prefer the cartoon version. Um, it's just, th- but most importantly, this show formed my love of Batman. It is what introduced me to this wonderful character in this wonderful world, and it didn't do so in a childish way. 
uh, like the Brave and the Bold did, which is another later Batman show. Though I do like oh, that show. Brave and Bold is so cool. I do like that show, but it is a lot more childish than, say, the animated series, which is far more dark. But even as a kid, I still loved watching Batman the Animated Series. I felt like I knew these characters and that I was a part of the world. And there aren't many other shows that really can recreate that feeling. So that is why Batman the Animated Series is number two. Good stuff. It's, it, it's, it's a good show. Sean, number two. Well, I, I forgot an honorable mention. I'm just going to continue this DC animated train. Yeah. I really like the show Young Justice. Mm. Uh, the setup is that all the sidekicks kind of form their own, right, ju- yeah. their own Justice League. It's really good. It should have had two more seasons, but it's on hiatus, air quote, which means Cartoon Network canceled it because of Teen Titans Go. Wait, wait, but still? It's still I, yeah, on it's still hiatus? Gone, and oh, I don't dang, think it's that's another honorable mention. Teen Titans. Oh yeah, I, I, oh, I thought that, that would be original. on your list, actually. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, um, me too. I think it's like number four. I'll give you number four. Cool. But Teen anyway, Titans. my actual number two. Um, I'm going to go down to my number two and uh, meet some friends of mine. Is South Park. Um, the what? Why did you preface this with <laughs> Young Justice? <laughs> that was the DC train. <laughs> I know, but like it was just so staggering. Young Justice. Well, sorry, South Park. I liked Young Justice and I like South Park. Yeah, okay, I'll give I'll give it to you, man. Eat to each his own. You know what I mean? So to understand how much I like South Park, it's less that I like South Park, and it's more that I love just so many episodes. I am. That sound, uh, I'm holding in front of me a note card that I filled with episodes that I wanted to list right now for you. I'm not going to. There are way, way too many. I can list some favorites. We can talk about the Black Friday trilogy, hilarious Game of Thrones parody. We can talk about the definitive South Park episode, Scott Tatterman Must Die, Cartman Sucks, Go God Go, The The Coon Saga, uh, The Death of Eric Cartman, Trapped in the Closet, very famous for its Scientology depiction, all about Mormons, the Mormon depiction, Make Love Not Warcraft, uh, Dances <laughs> with Smurfs, World War Zimmerman, Insecurity, all these just amazing episodes. And my favorite being, by the way, if anyone wants to know, uh, The Poor Kid. Uh, go look up The Poor Kid, it's my favorite episode. Second place might be Broadway Brodown. You should go check that out too. But what's what's so great about South Park is that it is made in those seven days between episodes are aired. And so it has the ability to do the most topical humor any show's able to pull off outside of, like, you know, the Daily Show or Colbert Report or whatever, like, nightly shows. And so it takes advantage of this, and it has this amazing feeling of train of thought, where the episode will start with an issue, and it will just run with it. The best case is probably World, World War Zimmerman. And the setup is pretty much Eric, who's a bit racist, uh, is afraid of... Who saw World War Z and is afraid that black people are going to rise up like zombies and kill everyone because of the George Zimmerman verdict. And then it goes into this unbelievably weird direction where he crashes planes. People are being killed. It is this just insane adventure. But it is grounded in like actual really biting political like statements that are really harsh and they should be harsh. It, you should just see these kind of episodes that I've lost to understand South Park's really good humor surprising i don't know edge but i don't know it gets a bad rap for being toilet humor which i'm sure larry you're gonna bring up Uh, i have my thoughts just i don't know it can be touching sometimes it can be really raunchy but it can have some of the most clever ideas on television some of these episodes are the best comedy tv i've seen that's what i'll say about south park i mean i've seen like the first like 13 or 15 seasons like i you know i'm exposed to it 
it's funny and like I, I think it's really clever a lot of the time but I also I kind of find it mean spirited like a lot yeah. of the time it just feels like the the creators are just being like hey if you argue for something you're stupid and like yeah no that's a very valid criticism I've seen that a lot um but I don't know and I think that you of all people Sean who love the debate so much <laughs> yeah, would be saying so right like, well, I think in the end, it itself is making so many stands that it kind of – I feel like South – the creators don't really care. They just kind of go with what's going to work and be funny. And so, yes, they might make fun of people for making a stand and that might be kind of a hard thing to get over. But at the same time, there are episodes where they make really firm stands and it can be really touching. Like the poor kid I think is, is actually has a lot of touching moments. So it can have its nice moments here and there. I'll oh, say, I'll say. and the South Park movie is, is just an excellent It actually comedy. is very good. I'm surprised they didn't make another one. Yeah, about, I know. Like, I'll say this one. The one about uh, the t- Stan turning, like... Yeah, you're it? getting old. What? You're, no, you're no, no, the, 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 re, the race reassignment surgery one, like... I do not remember that where one. Where he becomes black for basketball. <laughs> that sounds And his dad becomes a dolphin. It's okay, like, I don't remember this episode. I'm going to go look don't? it up. It's, like, actually really transphobic, actually. Um, yeah, oh, but like thanks. it's really screwed up like it it was i think about that i'm like oh yeah that's why i'm not gonna really watch south park again like i've seen it i, I have enough <laughs> hey, wow. there well, are larry, some amazing seem, seem be, south park episodes there are there are larry you seem to be kind of like eh, uh, south park. i don't know look all right um just what i'm gonna give you a list larry insecurity is like really smart humor watch insecurity um okay well look okay if i have to take a stance I don't hate South Park by any stretch of the imagination. I've sat through a couple episodes. I've had a couple of good laughs. Um, and I will say that, yes, I have, I have seen you know, more than I'd like to admit episodes. Uh, that, that, that grammatically doesn't make sense, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, where there is some legitimately good-hearted messages and good stances and just good statements about not only politics but just life in general. Some very interesting philosophies. That being said, the show still just sort of embraces a sort of humor that I'm not really, you know, a big fan of. I mean, and I'm, I mean, I hate to spoil it, but none of the shows on my list are adult animated shows. Uh, and, and it's not because I don't like adult animated shows. It's just because I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I know Sean likes to kind of, you know, nag about me being not a big fan of toilet humor or, you know, sort of that inappropriate humor and it's not that i disrespect it it's just not what i would prefer you know if i was going to sit down and want to have a good time watch a show or something i'm not going to put on archer or american dad which i enjoy both shows i'm going to put on foster's home or batman because i just think that those shows hold more weight in my opinion than those other shows sean good for you for liking south park you know it's 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 a well-made show i respect trey parker and matt stone more than anyone else but uh, no, as much as everyone else, as anyone else, but I don't know. It's just not my thing. That's all I'm going to say. All right, well, just go watch Insecurity. All right, Let I'll look know. it up. I have some. I have some more free time on my hands now. Listeners, I'll look it up. watch Insecurity. That's high up there on just good, rounded South Park smart humor. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So, I don't. I don't think I could, did a good job defending the show as a whole. It's really just so many episodes. Oh, I've don't watched. worry, Sean. You have plenty of like. There's there's a fan base big enough that will defend that show. There's no. You, That's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm not. This isn't some underground hit South Park, you know. Yeah. <sighs> um. So my number two is a show that people don't talk about as much as they should. It's not. Un, it's not obscure by any means, but it was most certainly like a. It, it was. It was a hit at the time, and it was like. It really was like. How do I say this? 
I was born like I, I I was growing up right when the DCAU was ending. Like I was like nine years old when Justice League Unlimited ended, right? So I didn't really have a superhero show that I grew grew attached to. Except the Nickelodeon's Danny Phantom. And uh Seth, if you're out there, you knew this was coming. You knew this was coming. So, um have you guys watched Danny Phantom? I'm curious. No. Nope. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. I, well, I, I feel like that's like one of us song. has their heads on straight. It's a recurring theme. I'm sitting here having <laughs> no idea what the show is hey, talking I, about. I grew up as a Nickelodeon kid, man, before I became a Cartoon Network kid, so I know of all those shows. I oh, was oh, kind please. of the opposite. Um, so Danny Phantom, the reason why it's so good is that not only is it like a really good cartoon, like I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, um, what defines a cartoon versus an animated show? I would say Danny Phantom is most certainly the combination of the two. Like, Justice League is a great animated show. Danny Phantom is a great cartoon. Now, technically, there's no difference between the two terms, but you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Danny Phantom is such a unique, interesting concept that I'm so surprised has not been done already. It's like, like Danny Phantom's like my Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, all those people getting crazy about Ghostbusters, that, that's Danny Phantom. Oh my god, it so, is kind of Ghostbusters. Like, it's so, I mean, like, it's got, a, it's a super, it's a superhero with the powers of a ghost. Like, that stuff writes itself. We have a great list of, like, you know, we have a great cast of great villains, like, you know, ranging from uh, Vlad and his whole thing to the Box Ghost, which will always hold a special oh, place in my heart. the Box Ghost. Yeah. Good times. Like, and, uh, sure, and it's weird because I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of the whole Monster of the Week thing at all, even though Danny Phantom encompasses that. But as the series went on, like, it was already great, and then it got better with, like, more, more continuous storylines as opposed to episodic. And it also has... It also holds the, my favorite television movie ever made, which is Danny Phantom, The Ultimate Enemy, which is one of my favorite enemies of all time, like one of my favorite villains. Look it up. It's nobody, again, nobody talks about this show, but that TV special absolutely changed my view of villains. Awesome stuff. Um, and I'll also say that, like, it also ended on a really good note. It was like, it started strong, ended strong, and ended with like a series finale. It was not just like, oh, okay, it's done now. Like, it, it ended. It was oh, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this, and, that, that series finale. I remember watching that. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And there are a few things that are very dated. For example, the phrase, I'm going ghost, is pretty stupid. And the theme song <laughs> is terrible. Hey, hey, like, hey. Even when I was a the kid, The theme it was song is awesome. No, don't hate on, song, don't hate on the theme song, man. It's, like, it's, so it's awesome. I love the uh, theme song to Danny Phantom. I was about to bring that up, too. To back no, you up, I love the bad. theme song to Danny Phantom. Yeah, it's stupid, but I love it. Yeah. I love the rap. It's so and, good. And uh, I, I, it, it's just, it's like, it's just that thing that stuck with me. Like, I could go through, I, I don't want to go, I'm not going to do it, but I could go through so many episodes and just go through, like, why each of them works so well and why each villain works. So, yeah, I'm just, I'll end it that. Danny Phantom is a great show, and I absolutely think they should bring it back. If they're going to bring back freaking Hey Arnold and Rugrats. They got to bring back Danny Phantom. Oh, are they do? Are they planning on doing that? Yep, they're bringing back a, a television block with like Rugrats and Hey Arnold and Al Real Monsters cool. and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, cool. good for so, that. Yeah. And they should make a movie. I'll write it. I don't care. Also, also great art style. Love oh, yeah, the art yeah. style. Butch Hartman, Phantom. y'all. Butch Hartman is awesome. Yeah, you know, and look, I'm not look. Okay, I have a lot of opinions about a lot of people involved in Nickelodeon. How they're all kind of sellouts um, for a variety <laughs> of reasons, dude, dude. The fact that some people at Nickelodeon have been working there for far too long. Oh, you mean like they have jobs and they're making money doing things? Uh, yeah, and then you do? watch their material. I and, have not. I don't. Uh, yeah. 
uh, cough, cough, Dan Schneider, cough, cough. Um, but it's oh, hey, Dan Schneider's. A- no, you don't. You do dude, not say that to dude, the man who gave dude. us Drake and Josh. No, you you oh, sit down, okay. Larry. D- dude, co- okay, look, I'm not gonna say Drake and Josh was bad. I love Drake and Josh as much as everyone else. Josh is but there is we'll some do, we'll really do. bad material that comes after that. I'm just putting that out there. And I, I love, love Butch Hartman. Is awesome, dude. Butch Hartman, Fairly Odd Parents, one of my favorite cartoons. Danny Phantom's great, but you know Butch Hartman. You, you know he went on to you know um, Tough Puppy. You know, oh, it, it gets a little, yeah, don't. Um, but oh, and, uh, I, I, and here's I do, another interesting fact. Did you know the character in Family Guy named Dr. Cartman is named after Butch Hartman, Seth MacFarlane's roommate in college? Oh, that makes so much sense. Not only that, but all of these guys worked on Dexter's lab and the fact that Dexter's lab was successful gave them all jobs they would later use. Basically, Dexter's lab is like one of the most important television shows of like the past 30 years and nobody talks about it. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Jenny Tadakovsky. Yeah, I, I, Sean, I know that you're, I, I don't mean to like, you know, have you feel left out in this conversation. I'm just reflecting on life and stuff, you know. <laughs> you're checking Twitter, you son. No, I'm not. Actually, no. I am actually fiddling with my grape soda pin I got from Disney World from Up. And it's the best pin ever. Oh, that's oh yeah, nice. I was there. That's, that's, yeah, that's you were nice. so happy when you saw that. I know, it's so great. That's um, what I'm doing. So yeah, I would say Sean, check out Danny Phantom. It's a great show, like great stuff. Um, I will be wait. I will be re- uh, waiting for the major motion picture release from Seth Campbell. Yeah, no, honestly. I will do it. Seth, you can sit down. I'm going to do that. You can co-write. Ooh, starring co-write. um uh Tom uh who's the new Spider-Man? Holland. Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland as Danny Phantom. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I'd be down well, for that. We have to see him. We have to see him as Spider-Man first before I make yeah, any judgments. Yeah. All right, Larry, it's time to get to the big ones. Number one, Larry, what is your favorite animated show of all time? Are you ready, kids? (laughs) Yeah, wow. I'm surprised. I'm shocked. Shocked. Okay, now look. Now, okay, let's let's be very clear. I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I think we all, I mean, okay. At least me and Max agree. I know Max and I agree. I don't know if Sean. I don't know if Sean. You've you've invested some time. New SpongeBob is not good. It should. I, I've no, seen some I new have stuff. never agreed that to that, that, Larry. Oh, I have okay. Then maybe SpongeBob it was me and Sean and I that agreed, and you and Max, you well, did. I mean, I yeah, haven't seen I've never seen it. But, therefore, um, I have no opinion of it. Okay, well, I have, and it's not good. It should, it's kind mm. of disgusting in like a gross way, like not like disgusting and surreal in like an interesting way. It's you just have kind to of, get like a Cthulhu face or something. Yeah, it was. It was really. It's really weird. It's like surreal for all the wrong reasons. Uh, and I have a lot of opinions about Cere- but, but hey, hey, to be fair, Old SpongeBob was also really weird. Okay, yeah. yes, but, 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 not only was it way smarter in just the ways that it handled its adult humor as well as its surreal humor, it just, okay, there's something about Old SpongeBob. It's not just the adult humor, which that's certainly a part of it, and it's not only just the beautiful oil painting animation, which just is so it's gone it is gone that style of animation you will never see ever especially nowadays every show looks the same basically as far as animation goes as far as i see it looking back on old spongebob which was all oil paintings and like just way more like just colorful in a sense i don't know it's hard to describe it like that but it's just there's a different feel you never can get that recaptured in a show like adventure time or steven universe or something like that where it's a little less. Di- it's more animate. It's more animated, I guess, which is duh. But you, you, you guys right, get right, it. Right. Like you're, right. you're kind of um, going in circles here. Here's my main point. SpongeBob 
just has this eternal aspect to it. I have made friends over simply yelling at a SpongeBob quote without any context and suddenly oh, yeah. somebody me across too. me too like literally you'll just go like you'll just like one day you'll just go like where's got, the leak yeah like where's the leak ma'am and somebody across the room will go <laughs> finland you know like it's just it's these it's this it's okay even kids who did not grow up maybe in my generation still respect spongebob even my pair even people like my people like my parents age who are far older and were watching me watch SpongeBob. There's something about it that they don't want to admit it, but it was funny. It was it was funny and it was smart and it and like the character. Nobody even really stops to think about the character of SpongeBob. He's just a wonderful character. Like you know, I I love characters that have a lot of a lot of intense depth behind them and like have these crazy little you know um, character arcs that you can just go into. But sometimes it's nice to just have a, a character who loves life. Who like gets that's, a high? Yeah, you know what? I totally agree. That's life. why I like uh, Captain America and Superman so much. They're just like they're not like tr- they're not tormented. They're just like doing good things. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Max Landis, one of my favorite screenwriters, makes a great point about Superman, which you just brought up. That the reason, the real reason why he's interesting is that he just does good things, not because he he was forced to because of some backstory. He does good things because he he thinks he should be doing good things. He's, he has a moral stance. And that's sort of like what SpongeBob is like. SpongeBob doesn't have – there's no cynicism most of the time anyway. There's no, there's no dark, brooding stories. And I know I was just talking about Batman the Animated Series. But it's like Sp- SpongeBob – there's just this wonderful innocence about SpongeBob that you just – despite the adult humor. I'm talking about the character, not the show. Just that you can't – there's you. It's hard for me to really find anywhere else. He's an I just, anomaly. He really is. Yeah. He's like an adult that's like also a kid. It's like uh, I know. And the movie, okay, Larry. But like, tell us, like, why do you love the show so much? Like, you love the character, but like, why? Well, like, I mean, th- well, I mean, the character is a big part of the show. The character is what the character is. What keeps that show together, basically. I mean, through all the other characters who are kind of caricatures, except for a select few. There's always this one character who just is your best friend basically is the guy that you look to throughout the entire thing there's all he's always the guy to save the day or find the bright side or just have a good time and like you look at like squidward right who's just the you know the you know nobody wants to be a squidward you know like all that kind of stuff where's that from well oh it's from the crusty crab training video which is and forever will be that is the best episode of spongebob if you say band geeks if you say band geeks you're wrong if you say band geeks you're wrong it's it was it was voted it is official by like a landslide is it no yeah there was there was like a marathon of the top 100 and it won by a lot uh well then a lot Tweet of people victory are wrong. is one of the most random classic things of all time it's 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 wrong um no but ba- but speaking about like up there, it's like number three or two what you, what you said about this like okay spongebob's absurd right there's a lot of weird humor in, yeah it's absolutely it, absurd along with the so adult memorable. along with the adult humor but like it's not weird necessarily for the sake of being weird and i would agree to that because i hate that Yes, I, like I hate SpongeBob. it. Also, there's there are so many shows nowadays. And I hate to say it, like you know, I'm an old guy, but like even now, as I'm growing older, I just see so many of these shows that are just surreal and weird, just for the sake of it. Just well, to SpongeBob be like is weird. one of the most influential television shows of the past like 
40 years. Like, I know, yeah, but like the, the thing about the absurd and surreal humor in SpongeBob is that they go full force with it and they embrace it absolutely. And it's not like disgusting humor. Like it's not humor you wouldn't necessarily look at because Bikini Bottom's an absurd world. Like the entire world is just this strange, um, like it's named after like yeah the place where it would you know yeah it's like <laughs> it's this it's this strange collection of undersea concepts yet also non undersea concepts that just sort of when come they point out the fact that they do, like they make a fire underwater yeah yep. exactly <laughs> yeah there's also like the scene where they get the letter from Patchy the pirates like somebody clearly doesn't understand the physics and capabilities of being underwater <laughs> and they cut to a shot of there being a fire underwater oh well see um. And it like, and really, when you get down to it, it's just it's those moments. It's the moments that are just yeah. so the timing, the comedic timing of so many classic lines, so many amazing, uh, just comedic moments, not just lines, just montages. The opposite day montage, the chocolate with nuts montage, band geeks, uh, the entirety of the Krusty Krab training video, just as a whole. Uh, it's they will never leave. They will never leave. And uh, you know, you, Foster's Home is memorable. Batman the Animated Series is memorable. SpongeBob is just this whole new level. It's it's right, reached a new right. plane. You convinced me. We, That's we, why I love it too. it's do. number one for mm-hmm. me. John, what is your number one? Well, my number one animated show was my number one show for, wow, a really long time. Up until 2014. Because um, there was a very specific episode of another show that took its place it was a it was a, it was a big deal for me to pass the the, the crown on huh. so to speak uh my favorite animated show of all time second favorite show of all time is of course avatar the last airbender yeah nice. it's Didn't see this nice. coming. yeah i know i'm 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 just like this box of surprises today basically what avatar the last airbender is to me is it it kind of in at the end of the day whenever i'm doing I don't know, story stuff, thinking of stories or twists and turns, which is a lot. I realize that most of it comes back to Avatar The Last Airbender. I can probably say that Avatar The Last Airbender taught me more storytelling than any other show or movie or class or anything like that. This is such a well-thought-out, well-executed, just unbelievably effective narrative. Just Just in of itself, at its base level... This works. That's not even getting to the animation, which is just beautiful, though a little rough at the beginning. Not even getting to the unique characters, which there are many. Not even getting to the fact that the show got dark, was not afraid to do it. The protagonist is killed after the second season. They're brought back, but it's still, it's dark. There's betrayal, there's literal insanity. This is a show that wasn't afraid. I'm not even getting to that. I'm just talking on the fundamental story crafting. This might be the best show I've seen. Hmm. And I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I assume both of you have seen it. I mean, Larry, you I said it was on, on oh premiere night. Like, I was there. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just incredible. But I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, Max, get out of my oh, face. Oh, come on, Max. Come uh, on. I'm not going to impose on anybody else. I just like, it just didn't like grab me. I mean, I, I'll watch it again. Also, I'm, I'm actually really picky about art styles. <laughs> I'm really, this is not something I'm proud of. But like, if, if a show doesn't have an art style, I'm totally behind it's gonna take a lot to get me behind it. You don't. You don't like the art style of the Last Airbender? Not really. I think it could be done better. What? No, it's beautiful. There's yeah. so many beautiful shots in the and Last it gets, Airbender. Sometimes, like it's a little like facial expressions look a little weird. Like anyway, to get this back to it. 
This show also holds the title of my favorite episode of television, which is The Crossroads of Destiny, being the season two finale. And it has some of my favorite moments in television, like the the uh, climactic Agni Kai in the show's finale. I don't yep. want to spoil who's doing the Agni Kaiing, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, Larry. Oh, yeah. It has just, I don't know, it, it's just amazing. And all this, I feel like all the stuff I'll do in my hopeful story-related career We'll, I'll probably owe all to Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. And I just, I love it. And Nickelodeon, if you're listening, you idiots, release it on Blu-ray. Please. <laughs> Please release it on Blu-ray. I will buy it. In- Why is that yeah, not that's a, a problem thing already? Like, right now. like hey, but, Cardio Network, Teen Titans, could you put that on Blu-ray? Please, thank you. All right, thank you very so much. So here's a funny story. In October, <laughs> next month, they're coming out with Avatar The Complete Series. Nice and on cheap. DVD. All three seasons, only DVD. Why? <laughs> Did you not make it in 4K? Is this a resolution issue? Like, is this... Was it legitimately not... that would make not, sense. Right. Well, is it legitimately not scanned at 1080? If not, do it. There's no excuse. Korra's getting Blu-ray. Give me Avatar. Well, Korra was, was animated in HD, right? Well, I think so was this yep. before it was compressed for television. I, it's got to be like 2004. Like, this is before HD, like, stuff. They could remaster. Please. Please. It would, it would take a while, money. but I, th- I think they could. I think they definitely could. Anyway, hmm. Avatar Last Airbender, second best show, best animated. It is what I owe all my story knowledge to, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Last Airbender is definitely in my top ten. It's possibly in my top five, although I'd have to really think about it, just as far as favorite. And it's definitely one of the best. And it has one shows. of my favorite lines of all time, which one character says, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. The other says, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> it's just brilliant oh <laughs> uh, man i remember that actually that mm-hmm. episode vividly well, um, boiling rock great episode and like and what's amazing about like the last airbender is that like even shows that i mean like there's obviously a continuous uh narrative through line throughout the seasons which is great but even shows that don't necessarily have really a proper place in that through line or they do have a proper place they just don't really move the story along are still like great like yeah. the episode where they see the play about yeah. uh, each Emperor other. Emperor Island Players is considered one of the best. And all that episode is, it. is the characters go to a play of their journeys, and it's basically just a satire of itself. They just make fun of their own characters and their own weird story decisions. Like, they can't show a character dying. And so earlier in the series, they kind of just, it's, you know, have him have the characters run off, and it's hinted really strongly he dies. And in the play, they say, so did he die? You know, it's really unclear. It's, <laughs> it's really good inside jokes like that. that. Yeah. It's wonderful, like, meta, yes, you know. Max, it, watch the show just to get to that episode, because it is so meta. You couldn't ooh. even handle it. All right. Yeah, all right. like, honestly, that is, like, a that is one of the most well-integrated meta humor moments, episodes, really, in any cartoon I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And it's probably one of my favorite episodes, just because of, just, it's so You fanbenders drive me crazy. It's so Oh, funny. that's a great term. I've never heard that term. Fanbenders? I just made it up. I love it. Let's use that. Okay. Yeah, just like the characters, great. The story. uh, Okay, there's only one part of the story I didn't really like, and that was like the weird, like, uh, you know, uh, character death come back to life. I don't know. It was a little weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, it felt a little weird. It wasn't necessarily like bad, but like it was, it was just something. It felt like they wanted to go farther, but then they just like, but, oh wait, um, no, we got it, we got it. Pull it back. The pull it back, build pull it back. up to that moment. Oh yeah, the where build up Aang was great. Goes into the Avatar state. He gives up some important people in his life. Won't spoil. Gets the Avatar state. The build up to this fury he's about to unleash, and just to have it, it it's it, it was an t- amazing moment. 
just the moment that it stops and the dread that follows as he falls to the ground it's 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 the best moment in television honestly if Ooh. i would name it that okay it. guys we got no we got more things to hey, do max don't spoil our fun all right well, we love I last air no no, no we have been talking a while. come on we've been talking a while Psh, whatever max right, okay what is your favorite show? animated show <laughs> Well, Sean, um, I'm actually going to have to go with you on this one because this one was actually also, it's probably still my favorite show. Probably. Now, I talked about Danny Phantom. I uh, I, I mentioned this. how it was like, like I know that it. was my Ghostbusters slash like Batman the animated series. But before Danny Phantom, I there know, was, I know this. I there, were, there was another show about heroes and it, it has influenced so much, so much of how I view so many things about television and storytelling. And so, once again, the list is topped. Thanks to the Powerpuff Girls. I knew oh, it. Of course. I knew I'm this stupid. coming from such a mile away. Really? I, I don't talk about that much, do I? I was yes, like, you do. Oh, yes, you oh, do. do. It was the whole point of the recommendation domination, too. You said it was your favorite show. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah. But not only that, I know you love the show. I've talked to you several times about it. Oh, man. The Powerpuff Girls is one of those shows that you just get once in a lifetime so it's, so max as someone who was stupid when it was around as a little kid i'm like oh powerpuff girls is for girls uh, please enlighten <laughs> me because that i'm was, interested I was, the, I was the receiving end of that, of that yeah. teasing for so long oh i know it's stupid but that was the mindset when i was what like five so please enlighten me the powerpuff girls is not about a bunch of girls being like girls or anything it's about a bunch it's about a couple of kids being heroes because not only do they feel like they need to they want to it's like I mean, like, inherently, that's a great message for kids. But, like, that's not what we're here to talk about. It's a show that is so full of imagination and so full of life and ideas and everything. And it could only come from somebody as talented as Mr. Craig McCracken, who started our little journey of favorite shows and now ends it. Because, basically, what he has is this incredible cast of characters, all of whom are interesting and developed and really unique. The show began as sort of a take on the whole uh it was sort of a parody of japanese animes as like that was becoming a real thing if you don't believe me just literally listen to anything that its central antagonist mojo jojo ever says literally ever like literally all of it but not only that but we also have like fantastic episodes that are actually pretty dark there's one where the girls actually fly the speed of sound 50 years in the future to find that the world has gone to heck <laughs> and it's been taken over by the literal devil that I'm so, like him is the devil. There's wow. there's no there's no other way to say it. His infernal majesty. It's him. <laughs> yeah. Like not only and not only that, but we also have a, a beautiful art style that was like. See, this is this is probably like where I get a lot of my like ideas about like my pickiness about art styles. That Powerpuff Girls is pretty much the top. Like it's so beautiful and gorgeous and incredibly animated and like not only that, its action is incredible. Like it's really good action. Like, how many animated shows can you think of where the action is actually, like, something that stands out? Avatar Left Airbender. Yeah, okay. kind of. Come on. Right, they right, they right, had extensive martial arts research to develop oh. every bending style. They did their yeah, homework. basically. Yeah. Okay, fine. But, like, the, the showcase of powers and a lot of its commentary on, like, other heroes and why the Powerpuff Girls are so special. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's a theme behind a lot of episodes. And one of its true miracles is the fact that when its creator, Craig McCracken, left, it still was good. It was really good. Oh, that is rare. And that it was beautiful, and it was, like, so, like, one of a kind. He did return to direct uh, the 10th anniversary special, The Powerpuff Girls Rule, which is, I think, actually the best episode. Like, it's hilarious and actually a very good send-off. 
Mojo Jojo singing Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a classic. And, of course, I cannot forget to mention, it actually had an incredible movie. It was, like, seriously, have you guys, do you guys watch that movie? No. No? No? I watched that movie the day it came out, and it's amazing. It is amazing. It's, like, it's dark. Like, and not the kind of, like, kitty kind of dark. It was, like, oh, that's where this all came from. It's really sad. Um, let's see. Like, that's, you know, and the music is also great. I love drum and bass because of this show. And, uh, I just, and I've. The three characters are so interesting. How they interact with each other and everything. Like, just, the show has so many iconic moments. I could do a top 30 greatest episode. A top 50, for God's sake. Like, I could just go on and on. But I'll, I'll just say, like, Powerful Girls is my number one animated show. And perhaps my number one favorite show. There's just nothing like it. There's just, it's, and ironically, it's kind of the culmination of everything that that is so right about animation. So you guys like that show or what? I haven't seen it again. Sorry. I've, I've it's seen on it. Netflix, John. You well, have no excuse. So is like a bajillion other shows. I'm I don't watching. care. Go watch. Okay, Larry, you like it? I've, yeah, I like it. I mean, I've <laughs> hey. seen a, I've seen some. I've seen a not a large majority, but I've seen enough episodes to sort of have a to have a good idea of you know what it's about, what it's like. I do enjoy it. Um, I think the art style is it's good. It's a little simplistic. Uh, as far it's like it, it's it's you know how I was mentioning how a lot of in my opinion a lot of cartoons nowadays kind of look the same. Oh it, no, it, no, uh, no, even no. I must. I, I know it's style. That's a unique style. Uh, well, I'm not saying okay. The girls you, we are could so go adorable. It's like, yeah, we could go into like the specifics of how art works, but I'm just talking about like just just the colorization of it, especially when you like compress it to television. It's meant to be watched in like the highest quality possible because like some of the colors kind of dull when they're on television, uh, but that's just television. Uh, See, the but thing I mean, it's like again, like it went from hand drawn to computer, like sort of like right. computer kind of stuff, like in like two thousand three or two thousand four, right when the movie came out. So like it it got a little bit better, kind of. Yeah, like the uh. same the same happened with SpongeBob as I mentioned with the oil. I just I will always have a personal preference for hand drawn, just because there's there's like this this. There's this artistic quality about it that you just can't really – you don't get with, like, digital animation. Um, and I see what you're saying about Powerpuff Girls. I just don't – the art style is not, like, in my opinion, I wouldn't, like – it's not, like, oh, my God, it's the most beautiful thing. But, like, it's good. It fits the style of the show perfectly to, yeah. uh, in, in that sense. Again, and, uh, just talk to me about any villain that is as interesting Mo- Mojo and Jojo. As- is oh, yeah, so great, him, but Mojo oh. is also in there. Well, him is him is fun, but I love Mojo Jojo. Oh, he's just, the uh, best. He's so, so funny. good, so funny. He's basically yeah. a comic relief. Yeah, basically. and like it's yeah. <laughs> even even when he really isn't supposed to be, <laughs> which is like which which might not be a, like a, a compliment in a sense, but he's so funny. He's mm-hmm. so funny. Okay, so I and I will also say that unlike your top picks, and like I think any other one on here. My number one show is being rebooted. Yeah. Now it looks good. I haven't I seen anything. I haven't seen anything about there, the reboot. Network, I swear to God, I will. If if you fail me, if you fail the fans of, the, of who watch this show, I will go to your place and I will cry in front of you. I'll do it. I'll do <laughs> it. And I will not a, stop. Hey, he ain't joking, man. He, he ain't he's joking. Serious. He will cry, and it will. Be terrible. And, and hey, I actually know where Cartoon Network is. It's in Burbank. I can I can get you there, it's on Max. Burbank? Oh, I thought it was in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, okay. They have a office in Burbank. I know because I saw the Nickelodeon studios, and then you look up, and the great big skyscraper towering over it is Cartoon Network. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, my God. That's great. That's funny. And I kid you not, um, I did uh, tell 
Nickelode- I did yell at Nickelodeon to put Avatar on Blu-ray as I drove by. <clears throat> that was fun. <laughs> mm, nice. Wow. nice. Here's the nice. deal, Max. I did see it. It's on Netflix. How would I start watching Powerpuff Girls if you give Avatar Last Airbender a chance? Yeah, I sure. think it's on Amazon Prime, so that would be your way of seeing cool, it. Cool, yeah. Sounds good to me. All right, so I think that's it. I think we just passed the hour mark, so I think we're going to get out of here because mm-hmm. that was fun. Um, tell us, of, obviously, obviously, the, your question is, what is your favorite animated show? And your your top three. You know, we all got to be top threes here. So uh, I think we're all good, guys. Am I missing anything? No, that's good. Uh, next up, we are doing The Martian. Oh, yes. The so Martian. exciting stuff which is, which is possibly going to be one of the best films that the year will have to offer. We will see. I've heard. Good buzz. So, yeah. Right. God, hit or miss. Hopefully it's a hit. We'll have to see. Yeah. Hopefully. All right, guys. But uh, until then, hear us later. We're not doing our names? Oh, wow. that's right. Yeah. Um, my name is Max. My name is Sean. And my name is Larry. Okay, now you'll hear us later. I mean, they do technically hear us later after you said that. Like, you yeah, said they hear later. us now, but they'll hear us later. Yes, they will. Cool.